Jason Swain touchdown. It's time for the Swain event with your host, Jason Swain. My man. Real sports talk for the real sports fan. All you chumps are going to bow when I whoop him. It's time for the Swain event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Get into his house and a red flag. SwainEventSwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. It is the fourth, but we still work. We got things to talk about today. We got things to cover today, and we are excited to be with you this morning. The great Ben McKee, Go Falls 247. I'm Jason Swain, live here from the Low T Center studio. Benjamin, good morning, sir. Good morning. I hope you are well and and more energized than than myself. I, I rolled out of bed five minutes ago because uh, my my little blank and blank blank wanted to wake up at at four forty five this morning and, and and not go back to sleep. So I, I I went back to sleep for like twenty minutes at one point. Uh, so I, I hope you're well, but I'm uh, happy to be with you this morning. You know we like to get it out the mud. We don't take days off. That's right. What are days off? There, yep. there are no such things as as days off. And I do want to say seriously, I hope everybody enjoys the fourth. And I am, am super thankful for our freedom uh, each and every year. But really, really thankful for it this year. You, you kind of watch the news for, for 10, 15 minutes, and, and I think, it should give you an extra appreciation of of the freedom that that our country provides, and um, I know our country isn't perfect, and, and we still have plenty of things to work on. But again, watch the news for ten fifteen minutes, and uh, I, I think you should be pretty thankful um, for for the great country that that we do live in. So, hope everybody enjoys the the fourth and enjoys some some time off, and is able to enjoy some good food. Oh, we gonna do that. We are going to do that as soon as the show over, man. I got to make a little run and get some items to put on the smoker, man. We I'm surprised that you don't already have something on the smoker. Typically, you're already rocking and rolling at like 6 a.m. Well, I just made a decision like 30 minutes ago that I was going to, that we was going to do it. Uh, I know you and I talked about making it happen, but there's so many things going on. It's like, you know what? Let me, let me check in with my man, Ben, and let me just make sure. Cause if I want to get on the smoker, I need to I need to know that you're gonna come through and and help get rid of some of this food. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do it up, man, and um, we're gonna enjoy the fourth. Um, we don't have any fireworks though, Ben. So buddy, you gotta bring you gotta bring your own sparklers or whatever you got. I don't have any. I'm not buying fireworks. Has has Ace been going crazy the last couple of nights? No, Ace Ace been chilling, man. My uh, two year old Doverman. For those that do not know who Ace is. He's he's chilling. The only thing he cares about is chipmunks, rabbits, and for some reason he thinks he can catch the birds that fly over. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all he cares about, man. He don't 
care about anything else. Uh, fireworks. He sleep anyways. His bedtime mm-hmm. is at ten. We can all be in the living room chilling. And when nine thirty, ten o'clock hits, he gets up on his own and goes to his bed. Like it. it's the funniest thing ever. But the reason why he's knocked out because I run the crap out of him. You know, we have to chuck it. So I throw the ball with him. When it's hot outside, yo, he's he's tired real, real quick. So that was the case yesterday, man. So fireworks didn't nice. bother him. Must be nice. It bothered me, the, though. It bothered my uh, sleep. Have y'all had a lot over by you? Dude, my neighbor thinks they are the, the pyro kings and queens. Uh, they, they're, they're retired. They're cool as all get out. Um, but they shoot fireworks. And because the fourth lands on a weird day like Tuesday, fireworks been going off Friday. Saturday, Sunday, yesterday, and we know it's going to go um, off today. They usually have a bunch of people over. So I'm expecting that a little bit later on this evening, which and my kids are older now. I don't really care. A couple of years ago, they got on my nerves, but now we're good. Buddy, I I, I absolutely despise fireworks right now, Come and on, solely man. because of the can't, dog. Judge, can't, can't, buddy, you the, can't, the you last can't week. I, look, I, I I'm more out here in the country than, than you are, so I I've got folks popping off left and and right. I mean, last Tuesday, last Tuesday at like eleven o'clock, last Tuesday, which was June twenty seventh, not even close to the Fourth of July, fireworks were going off, and the last two nights have have been bad. Last night was not fun. I mean, from like eight o'clock to eleven, it was just. Pew, which Damn. means in, in, inside of my house, it's woof, 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 woof constantly for, for three hours, and we, which is not great when uh, the baby's uh, trying to sleep uh, and the wife is trying to sleep because she has to be up at five o'clock for work. You can't not, do that. not a great combination. You can't do that, Ben. You, you can't start the show talking about <laughs> America and our freedoms mm-hmm. in the fourth. You can't be a baseball fan. Like you are, and then not like fireworks. Like I, I fireworks love is American. But having a having a dog that that is anxious with them does does, does not help my my love for fireworks. Give him some CBD. Like give give him a, a shot of Jack Daniels or something. But but you can't be a baseball fan, which is American as all get out. And then fireworks, oh. you can't dislike fireworks. And then you can't be an army brat. Someone that that loves America, like you, you they they together. I, I love fireworks. Okay, I just hate them right now right, because of my, my current life situation. Speaking of fireworks, Ben, there's some dudes on this football team this upcoming season that will have plenty of opportunities to create some noise, to make some plays. And we're going to talk about our top three players on this Tennessee football team that's going to explode. I mean, just like fireworks. And then, Ben, I'm going to throw a little curveball at you. I can tell you this part. Out of the three, I want you to give me one player that when they explode this year, 
it's going to make everybody say, Put it in reverse, Terry. Put it in reverse, Terry. Give me one player out of those three that will blow up so much, that's going to explode so much that everyone's going to say, bag up, Terry, put it in reverse. Last year, Ben, that could have been Jalen Hyatt. That could have been Henry Hooker. Either one of those two, we could have said that, and then Darnell Wright. Those are the three that really, like, blew up, blew up. Darnell Wright, because of his game film, put himself as a top-10 NFL draft pick. Jalen Hyatt won the Blitnikoff. Henry Hooker, at one point, was the favorite to win the Heisman. That's That's blowing up. To the point where you have to say, bag up, put in reverse, everybody get away, get back. But I need three total players that you think will explode. It can be offense. It can be defense. It can be special teams. Ben, we know how much you like special teams. P.U., baby. We know he likes special teams. We got we got Dustin Colquitt and his family moving back to Knoxville. With Bryce Harper. With Bryce Harper. How is that going to work? This is brave country. This is brave country. Uh, this is vol country. Nobody cares as long as Bryce Harper, who didn't go to high school or college, he can he can adopt Tennessee. Hey, he. I don't know if you remember, but uh, Tony Vitello did an interview before the baseball season. I think over at the station with uh, with John Wilkerson. Bryce did go to high school. By the way. And, and Bryce Harper loves some some Drew Gilbert and and some Tony Vitello. So. Honorary VFL Bryce Harper. Oh yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, Bryce Harper did go to high school. Didn't go to college. Uh, I think he went like he went to the, like a uh, like a little small JUCO. Co- JUCO college. Yeah, when well, yeah, he's supposed so he to be in high school, draft quicker. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's right. That's right. So I remember, um, Lyle Jones years ago tried to give honorary VFL to to Maurice Corrette for coming out and speaking. I'm a big correct fan i love the way he turned his life around we had him on the show before and he had a great message but he ain't no damn vfl we're not giving away no honorary vfls to, to someone who played college somewhere else but bryce harper he didn't play college he didn't play college baseball he didn't play in sec tony vitello it's time to give bryce harper the honorary vfl status gonna be living in knoxville come on over to the complex in a couple of years, we'll have a new facility for you. If you need to practice, to hang out, hang out with our guys, give them some some some, some advice, give them a little pep talk here or there. We're going to make Bryce Harper part of the Vols, baby. You think Tony Vitello's recruiting hot now? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right. So, three players on Tennessee's football team that we think is going to absolutely explode. So we'll take a quick time out. We'll let Ben gather his thoughts. I'll gather my thoughts. And then we're coming back with our top three. Now, the text box on your free Swain Event app, this is the time. This is the time when you share your three with us. Who do you think is going to explode? Why? You got to show your work here. You can't just be throwing out statements and not show your work. Give us a reason why. Because we will give you 
a reason why we feel like our players are going to explode. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to this, Ben. This is going to be fun. It is 4th of July. It is a Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Ben McKee, Go Vols 247. I'm Jason Swain, live in the Low T Center studio. We'll be be right back. Good morning, Swain Event family. Take a deep breath in and release. We're all back together in the AM and life is good. If you have real estate needs, just give me a call, Jennifer Morris at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com and go Vols. Freedom Motors is the local pre-owned car dealer who does more for you than any other dealer around. You want convenience? You can check out their entire line of vehicles online at freedommotorstn.com. And when you find what you like, they'll bring the vehicle right to your door. That's a dealer who cares about you and your time. Shop Freedom Motors today and let's get you in your new ride. When you are craving some quality barbecue, there's only one place to go. Dead End Barbecue. Dead End Barbecue has been featured on ESPN's Taste of the Town, the first barbecue restaurant on the SEC Network, CBS Sports, Headline News Tailgate Show, Amazon Prime's The Restaurant Comeback, Food Paradise, and named one of the top 100 barbecue restaurants in America. The search is over. Dead End Barbecue is located on 3621 Sutherland Avenue right here in Knoxville. You can even have it delivered right to your door through Chow Now. Visit their website at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Guys, let me talk to you here. If you've noticed a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be Low T. Schedule your complete health assessment at Low T Center. They now offer the convenience of monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for just $155 a month cash pay or covered by most health insurance. If you don't live near a Low-T Center or you need the convenience of an at-home treatment, Low-T Center makes it easy to get started on treatment. Only your first two visits are in person. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book online. Low-T Center, reinventing men's health care. Sweat event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. And if you don't want a barbecue, it's a good day to just go over to Daddy and Barbecue. Let them do it. I think that's a great idea. I mean, I think honestly, I actually might cheat. I might just pick up a couple sides for Daddy and Barbecue. Make it real easy. Nanner pudding. Little peanut butter pie. As a dessert, make it real easy on myself today for the fourth. Okay, Ben. I can go first. You can go first. But we're going to rotate. We're going to say the big one for for uh, the end. I will say this. I need to ask you this. Are we including Joe Milton or not? He's my number one. So that answer is yes. We are including uh, But I, I can make a new list if no, you no, no, like no, 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 no. not include him. I, I did not want to exclude him because he's a part of the team. But Yes. 
So, and I didn't want to. But it's also probably an easy answer for many. So that's why I also didn't know if you wanted to exclude him just for the sake of a a more compelling conversation. No, no, no. I don't want to exclude him. And, and it may be obvious choice for many, but you have him number one. You don't have him at the end. So you, you don't think that he's going to explode to the point where, you know, folks are saying, bag up Terry, put him in reverse. I think that's I think that's a pretty big deal. So, Ben, you have Joe Milton number one. Why? Well, what what is your definition of putting it in reverse, Terry? And, I mean, I mean, well, the three guys last year was Darnell Wright, uh, Henry Hooker, and Jalen Hyatt. Like, I mean, you had other players that played well. I mean, Bowery Young was was really really good. Um, I mean, you had good players all over the field. You don't have good players and good play. And not go, you know, and be able to go eleven and two in the SEC, but right. what Hooker and Hyatt and Darnell Wright did was another level. That is, that is what Pyro Jesus, my man on Twitter, that that's what he does at the Tennessee football games. Those fireworks that go off there, or when you see firework shows, and you got to get in your car and go to a place, and it's cracking, cracking, cracking for 10, 15, 20 minutes. Like, that was what we saw from Joe. That's what we saw from Hinder Hooker and Darnell Wright and uh, Jalen Hyde. Cracking, cracking, cracking. <laughs> that's, the, the that's what they sound like, all right? They cracking, well, they cracking, they cracking. They crack, 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 crack. So that's what I mean. Well, that, that's what I think we're going to see from Joe Milton. And, okay. and that's why... That's that's why he's number one for me. Now, last season, I thought that that Hendon was going to have a great season. I, I believed that, and I was very confident in that. Now, the difference this year is I do think that Joe will have a great season, but I don't have the same level of confidence that it'll happen like I had with Hendon last year just because – I mean, Hendon was a little bit of a, a small sample size, but not a small sample size like like Joe uh, coming into to this year, in in my opinion. But like I, I'm truly uh, putting a lot of stock and a lot of faith in Josh Heupel and uh, Joey Halsley and, and their ability to develop. Uh, I, I'm putting a lot of stock in, in what I saw from uh, year one at Tennessee for Joe Milton to year two I mean it, it was it, it was a significant difference even if it was in a, a limited amount of of playing time and I remember talking to you even before Hendon got hurt and before he started against Vanderbilt mm-hmm. and before he started against Miami oh by the way I taught Mr. Heflin uh how to to, to save Vanderbilt mo- moving forward he got it uh, on, on the baseball pod we, we got to work on the a but uh, we're on track to. I need to hear. I need to hear at, at some point. I need to hear. Um, we'll, but what we'll, we'll tutor will? Yeah, that, that's right. But even before Vanderbilt and uh, and Clemson, I I believe I told you here on the, the, the when we were doing the nightly swing events on Thursday, like even in garbage time against those teams early last season, I thought that you could tell a difference. Like he was putting more touch on the football. Uh, he, he looked more like a quarterback than just a freak athlete who was just trying to throw the heck out of a football. 
uh, which is what he was year one and why he got himself in, in trouble. And uh, I know he says he did not lose his starting job, but we all know he lost his starting job. And, and I like the mentality that he has. But if if Hendon didn't take the job and run with it, and uh, if, if Joe was playing so well prior to his injury, then he probably comes back and is the starting quarterback after the, the little injury that, that he had. So uh, that that is partly why he got benched. It's because he looked just like a freak athlete up, up there just trying to, to, to pass the football when in reality he was a thrower. Now he is a passer of the football and not just a thrower. It, it looked like he was throwing receivers open, leading receivers. You didn't see as many overthrows. He was putting touch on the football. Uh, he was showing great pocket presence and, and moving around in the pocket. You saw a totally different guy. And not a different guy, but you saw an actual quarterback. And that wasn't the case year one. And you could even tell that in garbage time. And that that led over to strong performances against Vanderbilt uh, and Clemson to end the season. So, I, I again, I'm not as confident in – like last year, I knew Hendon was going to have a great year. I think – that Joe is going to have a, a great year. And, and I even kind of hate putting him in the same conversation as Hendon because Hendon was practically a, a Heisman finalist. And boy, is that uh, the, the type of season to, to replicate. But again, I, I think Joe has all the ability in the world, as we've talked about since he committed to transfer to Tennessee. I'm a big believer in, in Josh Heupel and Joey Halsley's development. And I think he has the weapons to go out there and succeed as well. I think Joe's a good pick. There's there's a lot of criticism towards Joe Milton right now. The people who don't believe it. And I want to say to those people, you're fair for the most part. Like I haven't seen anything crossing the line. I haven't even, I haven't seen anybody questioning Joe Milton's talent. All the criticism and doubt that that that's been aimed in Joe Milton's direction, it's fair. So we got to take off our, our orange colored glasses here. And I'm someone that, and I love me some Joe Milton, man. I mean, I love his personality, his energy. Uh, obviously, I'm a Tennessee fan. I've talked to Joe Milton on several occasions from the, the first time I met him at Tennessee Prime. We did the show at Gus's Fried Chicken. Um, to doing interviews last year after the games um, when working with the Ball Network. So I've talked to Joe Milton several times on different occasions. But if I'm being fair and transparent here, the people who are not believers in Joe Milton right now, they have every right not to be believers in Joe Milton. And that's okay. That's fair. It's fair because He's had two opportunities with his skill set. How many quarterbacks have we seen in the last 25 years with Joe Milton's skill set, his phys- tools, not have more success when being named a starter? Once. And Joe was named a starter twice at two different places. Now, I don't know what happened in Michigan, 100%, but I do know what happened here in Tennessee. And what happened in Tennessee is Tennessee had played a spring game and Joe Milton was brought in after the spring game. And Joe Milton had May, June, July, 
and then a fall camp learning a new system with new receivers, new people around him, and was thrown out there versus Pittsburgh. And that was real, the first real game. And it looked like guys that haven't really worked a lot together, didn't have that chemistry. The difference between that Joe Milton and the Joe Milton that we saw last year in mop-up duty, that was a Joe Milton that had chemistry with Rumel Keaton and others, Jimmy Holiday. I think seeing Joe Milton take Rumel Keaton to New York, part of the Spire Sports Group trip, lets you know everything you need to know about the chemistry between Joe Milton and Ramel Keaton. They have a nice relationship. Well, Joe Milton's first year, he's kind of set up, I won't say set up to fail, but like most quarterbacks get longer time to spend with their quarter, uh, with their receivers and supporting cast to build that chemistry. So I take that in consideration. He got a chance to learn from from Hendon. And we saw him in mop-up mop duty last year. You mentioned when he came in, Ben, he was different to me. 971 yards, 10 touchdowns, no interceptions. The deep ball he was connecting with. And let's get one thing clear. The deep ball is the most... Difficult throw to complete in terms of percentage on the entire route tree. So if you want to use basketball as an example, layups are high percentage shots. Free throws mostly are high percentage shots. It's a reason why when you go to a three-point line, those percentages are a little bit lower. And if Basketball were to add a four-point shot, those percentages would be even lower than three-point shot. So the deep ball, those are low percentage throws. They they are. And it kills me when a throw versus defense is made 50 yards down the football field and either the receiver doesn't run full speed or the quarterback throw overthrows it a little bit out in front. The reaction is, oh, my gosh. Oh, what a bad throw. Oh, he's overthrowed him. It's the same response every time. And I'm like, yo, that's a hard pass to complete. Now, if you throw it out of bounds, that is a that's a no-no because no one has a chance to catch that. And that's a no-no. Sometimes it's okay to throw it out of bounds. But, like, every time the ball's thrown over the receiver's head or three yards out in front, the quarterback automatically gets the blame, and that's that's not entirely fair. But Joe had a lot of those throws in his first year. Okay, what I saw last year when Joe came in, I saw a quarterback that had more confidence in the receivers, more confidence in himself, that was more uh, comfortable in the offense. We saw that touch on, on crossing routes. Jimmy Holiday caught a 
dig a dig route. The ball caught him. It was so perfectly thrown. Hit, hit him right in the numbers. And then he ran for a touchdown. Ben, I like your Joe Milton pick. I like it. Well, thank you. I like it. Quite frankly, like two other things that I wanted to add. Um, I mean, he he is literally the definition of fireworks. <laughs> We're asking about yes. what guy can provide the most fireworks. I mean, with, with that arm and, and that arm talent and athleticism, I mean, he is the literal definition of fireworks. I, I mean, he may be the the guy in the SEC most likely to provide the most fireworks yeah, just yeah, because sure. of his natural talent and ability. Uh, and I want to come back and actually ask you a question about the fireworks. But another word that I wanted to use to describe Joe Milton uh, that popped into my brain when you were talking is maturity. I think he has matured so much since he got to Tennessee. Uh, and then I don't think I'm sharing anything that hasn't already been put out there at one point. But like he he, he needed to learn how to be a quarterback mm-hmm. in terms of how he went about his business Monday through Friday and the preparation and getting the guys together and, and throwing with the guys. He, he he wasn't handling all that, all those quarterback responsibilities that made Hendon so great, made Peyton Manning so great, made Drew Brees so great. The, those guys who don't have the Joe Milton talents, the guys who kind, kind of got to make up for it with their, their football IQ and, and their preparation. Joe wasn't handling that stuff the way that he needed to when he got to Tennessee. And now – all indications seem like he is handling the, the day-to-day responsibilities of, of being a quarterback in, in the preparation. Like, it sounds like he's really doing a good job of handling those things well. Uh, so kudos to, to him for maturing, and I think that's going to help him a ton this season. The thing about the fireworks that I wanted to ask you, Swain, is he, he's he got a lot of a drip, a, a lot of sauce, uh, whatever new adjective you want to use. Uh, it's almost like he's too cool at times, if if you know what I mean. And I, I'm I'm a little worried that he almost may be too cool at times, and, and that may get him in 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 trouble. Do do you have any worry in, in that sense of of Joe being as laid back as he is, and 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 just being so kind of cool and and chill at times? I mean, do you see that? possibly having a, a negative impact or effect at times? Uh, no, not now. Um, his first year here, I thought I, I did think he was too cool. But he was cool enough in the Clemson game. And so going into the Clemson game, I was I, I didn't know what to expect. I knew we would beat Vanderbilt. I didn't think it would be that bad, but I, I, I figured we would beat them. And I didn't know what to expect because we were playing in, in a state that's Joe Milton's home. I didn't know how you handle it. I truly did not know. And what impressed me wasn't the throws that he made. It was the poise and how cool he was at the most important times. Think about Tennessee's offense. Think about Tennessee's offense. It jumps on you fast, real fast. Tennessee's one of the best teams in the country at first first quarter points. Well, that wasn't the case versus Clemson. 
And when you're used to doing something for so long and doing it consistently versus opponents, and then when it doesn't happen in the game, sometimes it can things can go haywire. You can freak out. Offensively, we were getting stonewall trying to run the football. Clemson did a great job defensively. Joe Milton kept his cool. He wasn't too cool, but he, he kept his cool. And I think it's a difference between being too cool and just being cool. Hendon was cool. Hendon was cool. You don't have that comeback, um, that last drive against Alabama if you're not cool, if you don't have that ability that when everything is crazy around you, inside the huddle, inside your your mind, you're able to just relax and be even. A little bit of Joe Burrow. Like you, you, you got to be cool playing the position. And Joe Milton has a humor. Like he has humor. He is easy to get along with. People gravitate towards him. Like you saw that the clip from the Peyton Manning Passing Academy or the Manning Passing Academy. All the kids are going over there. Oh, like he like he commands the crowd. He has a big personality. And that can be good and that can be bad. It can be bad if you don't put in the work. If you if you don't prepare. But if you are prepared, your teammates see that in you. Your big personality just makes you, I think, even more infectious. And I think that's what we saw Clemson. Henry Hooker was working with Joe preparing for that game. So you have bold practices. Those teammates saw how prepared Joe Milton was. So when we wasn't running the football effectively, and then we were hitting square wide on a little four-yard plays here and there because he wasn't breaking tackles for real because he's small as a freshman. He'll be stronger and better at breaking tackles this year. But, like, offensively, we wasn't moving the ball versus Clemson. And sometimes you can kind of freak out. Like, I'll give you an example of two different sports. Baseball. You might have a really good baseball team, but the way they score runs is off home runs. Home runs, home runs, home runs, home runs. That's it. And they play in a small park at home. Take Tennessee, for example. But the moment you put them in a bigger park and they can't hit home runs, they don't score any runs because they're not used to not hitting home runs. Or in basketball, you have a three-point shooting team. That's all they're good at, shooting threes all day long. But what happens when they're cold that night? Can they adapt and find other ways to win? Tennessee, the best or one of the best first quarter teams, scoring team. Clemson wasn't having it. We didn't freak out. We didn't turn the ball over. We just played complimentary football. And then when the opportunity came, Joe Milton threw strikes. Romel Keaton, Brew McCoy, Squirrel White. So Joe's a good one. All right, let me go to the phones right quick because this person has been waiting for a while. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Turkey Man. Hey, guys. How we doing? Good, man. How are you? Well, I was enjoying listening to you guys this morning. Hey, uh, last year, uh, how productive was our offense and how important 
was it for us to get off to a good start in the first quarter and how productive through the season. Uh, I know the game you talked about, uh, Clemson, if I remember right, we did, uh, I don't know, several fourth downs, fourth downs uh, to keep the driver going. We kind of gambled, which you gamble on fourth down uh, back on your side of the, the you know, 50 uh, bad field position. And how important is it that we get uh, off to a good start in the first half for our offense to run? And how many games have we got to make sure that we have everything running right before we get into play? I'll get off. Let you go. All right, Turkey Man. So 2021, uh, Heupel's first season, Tennessee was number one in the country at first quarter points at 14.7. Last year, Tennessee was fifth in the country at 10 points per game in the first quarter. Y'all, that's a touchdown and a field goal. Like, that's a 10-piece on you before you blink. And you can say whatever you want to say about this defense, and the numbers are going to affect or be affected by the style of play of this offense because you're going to play more plays. So I don't know if you're ever going to see this defense being a, a top 10 defense just because they're going to play more plays. But this defense can be way more effective, can pin their ears back, be more uh, aggressive and creating negative plays and coming after the pass um, quarterback, having great pass rush when you're up by multiple scores because now your opponent has to throw the football. That's what happened in that Kentucky game. We got up on Kentucky. Their offensive line wasn't that great. And Will Levis had to throw every single play. And we just poured it on even more and more and more. Missouri, that game was closer than what we thought it would be in the first her first half, right? Well, they got down. And their quarterback, he's not the best thrower of the football. He's really good running the football. Hurt us a lot. But when, when Missouri had to throw the football in that game in the second half, we just poured it on more and more and allowed our defense to be more aggressive. So, like, that's what you create when you're able to jump on a team first. All right. Here's my pick, Ben. Is Now, are, are you – giving your your third pick and and working towards the top or are you giving your number one mm, I, can, I i'm gonna go third pick and work to the top because i think that's that's no I'm, I'm gonna go number one and then work down because i think that's what you did yes well you you had mentioned joe milton so that's why i went ahead and told you that joe was was my number one i, I don't want to misquote you but i i think that you said that that joe didn't apply or I, I don't know. No, no, I, I asked you, I asked you, I misunderstood. Are, no, I asked you, are we including or excluding Joe Milton? That's right. Thank uh, you. Sorry. Yeah. And so he's on the football team. So we are including him. And so I didn't want to say anything. I want to see if you're going to put Joe Milton on your list or not. I did not put him on mine. Um, not because I don't think he's going to have a big year or 
because he's gonna not tear it up this year and potentially be a you know, first second round pick. I do think he's gonna have a big year. I just think it was kind of much given the fact that he's quarterback and I saw how he played against Clemson. We all saw how he played. So I just I didn't I want I I wanted to be. I want it to be a little bit harder. I want to exclude the quarterback. That's what I wanted to do. Well, I'll tell you this real quick before you give your answers. Like if 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 Tennessee has three other players that fit this yeah. topic of, of being fireworks and, and Joe Milton, uh, just for the sake of, of conversation, is, is not one of them, or he is one, but then like there's three extra guys that you're about to mention, then Tennessee's gonna have as special of a season as they did last year. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Possibly, yeah. All right, so you start with Joe, number one. That's your big one. I'm going to go with Aaron Beasley as the guy I think is going to, like, blow up, blow up. And it's crazy, right, because we look at this this – team and the strength of this program over the last two years going into the third under Josh Heupel. It's been offense. Did y'all see that Clemson game, though? I mean, think about what happened leading up to the Clemson game. November 19th, Tennessee takes on South Carolina. Aaron Beasley was one of the linebackers. No Jeremy Banks in that game. Defense was terrible. Everybody was terrible. You lose that game 63-38. to You come back the next week. You win against Vanderbilt 56 to nothing. Jeremy Banks is back. But it's still weird. It's still weird. Aaron Beasley... Six tackles, no sacks. Clemson game. There's no Jeremy Banks. This is the last game of the season. It's you. You the dude. You look at yourself in the mirror and go, hey, man, like, it, I can't let what happened – at South Carolina happen again in this game because Jeremy Banks is not playing. Tennessee's offense, remember, we didn't start fast versus Clemson. It was something we wasn't really used to seeing watching Tennessee, Tennessee's offense. We used to seeing Tennessee jump on an opponent and be up high average with 10 points. Touchdown and a field goal. That's what we're used to seeing. But that wasn't the case versus Clemson. While it was a struggle offensively early, this is what Aaron Beasley did. 12 tackles. Two sacks. 
The dude was all over the field and quite honestly deserved to be the Orange Bowl MVP over Joe Milton. He deserved it. At very minimum, deserved to be co-MVP, which we know they don't do those things for real. But like Ann Beasley had a Orange Bowl MVP performance. What changed for Aaron Beasley? Well, last year was really his first year, like, being the dude. He was supposed to start over Kavars Crouch. But because Kavars Crouch was a five-star, he got the nod. Because both dudes came in playing running back and linebacker in high school and not having a bunch of experience playing the linebacker position full-time. Aaron Beasley was more athletic than Kravars Crouch the whole entire time. And Crouch, always very nice and respectful when I talked to him, but Crouch had a difficult time guarding tight ends. You remember that year? I, I also remember Aaron Beasley maybe not getting a, a fair shake he from did not. previous coaching staff. He did not. Also, Aaron Beasley was falsely accused of animal cruelty that kept him away from the program while things were sorted out, vetted. He was cleared of any wrongdoing. But during that time, he he couldn't work out in the complex with everybody else. So that hampered his development. And Beasley, now, he knows it's his time. The game has moved so much slower for him. He's the vet in the room. 220 pounds, 225, 230 pounds. His game is bent for offenses today. Dudes that can move in space. And he can move in space. And he proved that versus Clemson. Now, he may go out there, Ben, at that Clemson, Clemson performance. We may, not, we may never see that performance again. Or he may go backwards. I don't know. But we're talking about a guy that's entering his last season. Or maybe his last season. Got the, all these COVID years. You just never know with certain players. Well, he's a senior. Since the urgency is at an all-time high, coming off the Clemson performance, you have a a newcomer in Kenny Peely next to you. It's it's you. It's it's go time for you. So I think Aaron Beasley, man, I I just think he's going to blow up. I truly think he's going to blow up, man. If you talk to him, he has a maturity level of someone that is about to take the bull by its horns and just go tear up the SEC next year. And that's what I think he's going to do. So you, you know I love guys who are going to grab the bull by the horns. I know. I see your shirt. So, Aaron Beasley, man. I'm going Aaron Beasley. Shout All right, who's rock. your second one? Uh, well, I know we're overdue for a break, so if you want to hit a break, I will share mine on the other side, and you can share your your third on the other side. I got that. That's my first one. 
I, I, oh yeah, that is your first. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Uh, we we spent so much time on on Joe Milton, and, of course, and rightfully so. I, I I know you're excited to get away from the 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 seven minute segments that that you're used to, and actually have twenty minute conversations. So I I, I got to make sure you you get these breaks in. You sorry. 865 255 03. Swain a bit. Fueled by Daddy and Barbecue. We'll be right back. Guys, let me talk to you here. If you've noticed a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be Low T. Schedule your complete health assessment at Low T Center. They now offer the convenience of monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for just $155 a month cash pay or covered by most health insurance. If you don't live near a Low T Center or you need the convenience of an at-home treatment, Low T Center makes it easy to get started on treatment. Only your first two visits are in person. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Dead End Barbecue has you covered when you need the food to be on point for your next event. Go to DeadEndBBQ.com to learn more or call 865-414-9417. Dead End Barbecue, the catering search is over. Hey there, Swain Event crew. Just like fall sports, the Knoxville area real estate market is strong and growing stronger. We're in everything region. When you get the big orange itch to buy, sell, or invest, call me, Jennifer Morris, with Keller Williams Realty at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. Go Vols! Looking for a different way to enjoy the show? Yes! Then check out Swain Event TV on YouTube. Quickest break ever. Keep your smart comments to yourself, Ben. Quick. I had one too. I was about to make it. You said keep it to myself. <laughs> oh man! All right, Ben. Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three. Sweet event fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top one hundred barbecue restaurant in America. I'm live here in the Low T Center studio. We're talking. Players on this squad. 2023, 2024 Tennessee football team that are going to explode this season. Players last year that exploded. That's Henry Hooker. That's that's Jalen Hyatt. That's Darnell Wright. So who will it be this year? We mentioned Joe Milton. I mentioned Aaron Beasley. And Ben, give us your next one. Yeah, my my second guy is Dante Thornton. I I think this guy is just going to to absolutely explode this season. I I don't want to say he's going to win the Bolitnikoff because again, it's the freaking Bolitnikoff uh, and college football and really the SEC have so many great receivers year in and and year out, but I I think he's going to have an outstanding year uh, at receiver for Tennessee. Uh, I think he's an athletic freak. I I don't know that he's as fast as Jalen Hyatt. Um, Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He he is? We had Phil Steele on Josh and Swain Friday. I have also heard from people inside the program that Dante Thornton 
205 pounds, 6'4", six, 6'5", six, is just as fast as Jalen Hyatt. And he's a pro dude. Multiple people told me that, including I, Phil Steele. Which is, hey, that that makes you turn your head and it makes, you, <laughs> yeah. makes your eyes perk up, eyebrows perk up. So I, I knew that he could pick them up and, and put it down, put them down. I, I knew he's a runner. I, I didn't know how much of a runner he is, but how how much did Jalen weigh last year? I mean, not two hundred five. Not two hundred five. I don't think he's he's ever hit two hundred. Um, I think at best he was one eighty five ish in that right. in that ballpark. Right, and I I just really like the prospect of. I mean, Dante Thornton seems like an athletic freak, quite frankly, and I know he's been putting in a ton of work this off season. Uh, in a lot of ways, uh, he's really been helping Tennessee out on the recruiting trail as as well with with some uh, official visits and and being player hosts uh, during these official visits, um, but also putting in a ton of work. Seems like him and and Joe are are hitting it off. I just really think that he he's gonna he's gonna have a big year. And what's crazy is like, uh, and I think people are forgetting this, especially folks outside of the SEC or outside of Knoxville, I should say. Uh, Brew McCoy still plays for Tennessee. <laughs> Bruh is still in Knoxville. So, like, he's he's going to have some somebody to take the pressure off of him as well. And if you remember a couple of weeks ago, Swain, I was ranting and raving about how great of a year I think Ramel Keaton is going to have a, as well. I, I think he's going to be the most consistent um, receiver for Tennessee. He may be the most consistent football player on the entire team this upcoming season, Ramel Keaton. I, I am really, really high on Ramel going into this year. I'm really high on, on Tennessee's in, entire uh, starting trio, if that is the starting trio. I, I think Squirrel White's going to have a nice year, uh, and they, they need some other guys to, to step up as as Trio? Who's, who's starting trio, Ben? Well, I, I think it's those three. I think it's Bro McCoy. I think it's Dante Thornton, and I think it's Ramel Keaton. Or Squirrel. I'm back up behind Dante in the slot. Whew. Now, I, I I don't think Dante is going to be pigeonholed into being a slot guy. I think he's somebody who can move inside and, and, and move outside, and you can speak to this better than, than I can. Um, but I, I, I think Squirrel's going to have a prominent role. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying just simplistic starting three. I think those are your top three receivers. Maybe you feel differently. But, uh, again, kind of like I mentioned which I want you to touch on that here when I throw it back to you in just a second. If if you think that is Tennessee's best three, or or if you think Squirrel's going to have a piece of that conversation, but like what I mentioned about Joe Milton, like being the definition of fireworks, I think Dante Thornton's going to be the definition of fireworks as well. I don't know who's going to be the starting three. I'm just messing with you. Okay. Because look, I'm high on Squirrel. I, I didn't leave him out because I'm not high on him. I, I think he's going to. I think he's going to see the ball a ton. I mean, heck, he saw the ball a ton to, to end the year last year. Joe seemed like that was the only guy he could throw to at, at times. So I, I, I really like Squirrel White. I haven't heard one way or another if he's had a, a good offseason or not. He seems like a, a quiet kid that keeps his head down and, and works. Maybe, maybe you've heard some stuff on Squirrel. Uh, but I, I'm expecting big things out of Squirrel this year. And, and uh, I was just being simplistic and, and keeping it to the traditional starting three. But if you want to lump in a fourth, which Squirrel will play a ton. I mean, that, that's a heck of a, a receiving core with, with those four. I talked uh, a little bit about this on Joshua Swain yesterday. 
I'm curious to see what they're going to do offensively because you have a, a room with the tight ends that you got one proven starter. I don't know what the other guys are going to do. No clue. You have more wide receiver depth. So do you see more four wides? And if you see more four wides, that makes you a little bit um, weaker in pass protection because you don't have that tight end lined up on the end man line scrimmage and being able to provide pass protection. And you don't have Darnell Wright this year. You don't have Darnell Wright either. So like you may need you may need that tight end to help off the edge. You got a squirrel white. You have a Dante Thornton that he's 6'5", 205, just as fast as Jalen Hyatt. He's a pro guy. He's not watching. He playing. You got Brew McCoy. Saw what he did last year. You got Ramel Keaton. You saw what he did last year. And no one outworks Ramel Keaton. This is a good problem to have if you Kelsey Pope. So I want to see how it works out, how it plays out. Who's gonna who's gonna start? Who what formations are we gonna be in? How do you get the fourth guy in if you're not in four wide start the game? I can't wait to see it. I'm gonna go to the phones. Cause apparently we're leaving some people out. And we we're not even finished yet. Well, some people need to be left out. We're not finished yet. But let's go to the phones. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How we doing? Hey, man. Justin in Florida. Who do we How leave out, Justin? Today? Happy, happy Fourth of July. Happy Fourth of July to you. All right. Here's here's a few names off the beaten path. All right. Okay. Number one, I'm going Joshua Joseph. Picking up three sacks and only about what? 10, maybe 15% of the snaps last year. I'm guessing he sees closer to maybe 40, 50% of the snaps. Okay. And, you know, we need that, that edge presence because our sack leader is now in LA playing for the, for the chargers. So someone's going to have to step up at that edge, edge spot. And Joseph's definitely flashed last year, so I could see him blowing up, having a big year. Okay. Next name, ne- next name for you is is Castle. And the reason was the reason I'm saying that is because this was a guy that was being talked about coming out of UC Davis, being a, a day two pick because he's got a good frame and he's a vertical threat downfield, and I don't know if you guys saw his picture of him working out in the weight room. Yeah, I did. Boys put on, yeah, boys put on some some size. So yeah. I think that's going to help him blocking at an SEC level. And if he really is that vertical threat that a lot of people say he is, that's going to be a real nice piece to have. And Swain, I kind of agree with you. If you know you've got if you've got four wide receivers like that, I mean. Right now, it'd be awfully tempting for Hypel to just spread, spread guys out and go. Yeah, good luck. You, you can't double team everybody. Go go NCAA football and, and run four verts. Absolutely. <laughs> or, or better yet, run r- run four guys wide, run three verts, and then someone cutting across the the middle. I mean, underneath. I, I just that that's going to be unfair. 
but I'm sure Joe I, I would do love like, that too. Oh, you, you kidding me? Um, I mean, I just think it puts such a stress on your defense. And then I honestly think they're going to find a way to work the running backs into the passing game a little bit more. You saw it with Cam Seldon in the spring game where they motioned him out. I think you might see something like that with like a Dylan uh, Sampson because he is, I mean, he was very productive as a freshman. And I think everyone can agree the pass pro was a work in progress all year. Now he's got a, a full off season. He's got another spring under his belt. He's got more time to review film and, you know, have, have an ability to, I guess, understand where the blisters are coming from and where to pick them up. So I, I think he's, he, he's going to have a big year, but the third guy I wanted to mention is Danico slaughter. I wanted to go on the defense. He played really, really well. And he kind of bounced around positions. I mean, he was at safety. Then because of the necessity, they stuck him at corner. I'm really curious to see because he had some really, really good games. I want to see now that we have more depth in our secondary, if he can find a true spot and where that spot's going to be. And I think he could have a really big season. So just, I'm gonna hang up. Just, just, to the you can't just you can't just drop those three and just run off, Justin. Okay. So I'm asking for your top three players on the entire football team that's now, gonna provide um, fireworks, and you gonna you gonna tell me Joseph Castle and Slaughter. Like I'm not saying they're not gonna have a good season, but you want the, uh, those right, are the three you, you want. You, no, you you want the top ones? <laughs> top ones are Joe Thornton and <laughs> so two we already did. All right, go. I'm going. Your third I, one? I'm going. I, I'm going. Jalen Wright. Okay. Thank you. You may seem like we we were missing a big three. Well, but these are guys. Listen, hey, these <laughs> these are guys. These are guys that. I think are going to blow up and be very, very big. Yeah, they'll be they'll be like Roman candles. Yeah, they'll be like Roman candles. But yep. yeah, they they won't they won't make you have to bag up Terry. I don't think we'll see that. I don't think we'll see that. I think they'll be really, really good players. But our definition of blowing up and and, and creating fireworks from last Number year. Listen. Would be like guys like like Hendon and and, and Jalen Hyatt, uh, Darnell Wright. I Man, you can throw you know, Barry Young in there, but like, well, that's what I mean. All right, Swain, Swain, let me ask you this: Don't you think it's hard to include an offensive lineman in there? Just and it's not because of what they no, do. No, Javante no. Spragans provides fireworks with the way that he blocks and competes. Yeah, but do you really notice that on a stat sheet? Well, do you notice anything from an offensive lineman on the stat sheet other than team stats? No, that's what I'm saying. I, I think it's the position in general I think is unfair because I think Fragon's going to have have a killer year. Um, number one on Football my list. junkies Dante, notice it. Yeah. Number one on my list is Dante Thornton. I think if that guy plays a minimum of 10 games, because I know injuries have kind of plagued him in the past, if he plays 10 games, he'll see the first. 
what two rounds of the draft. Yeah, he he, okay. he won't he he won't get out of the second. Okay, okay, all right, all right. I'm with you now, Justin. I'm with you. I'm with you. Well, and 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 Justin said under the radar guys who could have yes. a, a firework level season, and I I think those are our, our three great answers. Justin, appreciate the phone call. Hope you and the fam have a, a great fourth. Uh, as well, and I was gonna pick Danico Slaughter as as my third. Actually, I, I think he's a guy. You saw him bring the fireworks against Will Levis, current Tennessee Titans quarterback, and and Kentucky <laughs> last year. You, you you saw him bring the fireworks when, when he laid dude out, and what happened? The the ball ricocheted up, and somebody picked it off. Um, so you you've seen him provide fireworks yeah, quite Mitchell. a bit. The, this yes, thank you. Second half of of last season he was going to be my third pick but I, I did change it mid justin phone call and i'm going with amari thomas as as my third I, I think he's somebody that can can provide fireworks up the middle and, and and maybe i'm altering the question a little bit because i think tennessee needs him to be that type of guy not necessarily a, a Derek brown at auburn under rodney garner but he has to be a difference maker. But I do think he has the potential to be a difference maker uh, and has the potential to to provide fireworks. Uh, he was having a great year last year until he banged up that shoulder. Uh, he, he was awesome uh, until he banged up the shoulder midway through uh, maybe the Alabama game, if I remember correctly. Uh, and, and he was still able to make plays after that. But th- there was a, a little bit of a drop off. I mean, it, it's hard to play in the trenches with a bum shoulder. I mean, I. I that does not sound fun. That That is something that I would only uh, wish on, on my worst enemy and, and Tony Vitello would wish on Tim Corbin. Uh, so I, I, I do not envy that <laughs> whatsoever. Um, but I, I really – I'm a big Amari Thomas fan. And, and it seems like Rodney Garner coached players. They, they become their best version of themselves as veterans. You saw it with, with Matthew Butler. You, you've seen it with, with several others. I think Amari Thomas is is going to have a, a career year and and play himself into a third round draft pick at the latest. So here's my three I, I wrote down this morning for the show. I got Beasley, I got Dante Thornton. I wrote down quote just as fast as Jalen Hyatt. That's what Phil Steele said, and Phil Steele has been putting out the Phil Steele magazine college football preview for decades um and then it's funny that justin called in and gave me his three and one of his three includes jalen wright because that's one of my three why am i saying jalen wright here's my thought process last year jalen wright didn't start camp healthy at the groin. Last year was a little bit in the, in the doghouse, not for off the field issues, but putting the ball on the ground. That has been Jalen Wright's weakness so far at Tennessee was fumbling. But he got that handled during the season. And when he got that handled, Jalen Wright 
went on to be Tennessee's leading rusher. Averaging six yards a carry. Y'all, that's more than half a first down. That's a lot. Now, when you look at Dylan Sampson's 6.8 yards per carry, you go, oh, that's more. Well, Dylan Sampson didn't run the ball as much as Jalen Wright. Dylan Sampson didn't get the burn that Jalen Wright got. So when you look at the fact that Jalen Wright rushed the football 146 times, averaging six yards per carry, 10 touchdowns, and he has the home run potential, had the long run of 83 yards versus Vanderbilt. Here's another wrinkle. Who is he best friends with and was when this player was on this team last year? That's Jalen Hyatt. And if we was having this conversation, the same conversation last year, July 4th, about, yo, who was going to explode based on what we've heard from summer workouts, who's putting in work, we would say Jalen Hyatt. A lot of people were saying, hey, man, Jalen Hyatt, he's going to blow up. He's going to blow up. He's going to blow up this year. He's going to blow up. And what did he do? He blew up. Jalen Wright witnessed Hyatt putting in all the work, having an unsuccessful season the year prior. Dedicating himself to the grind, working his tail off. He saw the results that Jalen Hyatt got by putting in the work and just, just putting down that wall. Say, all right, man, I'm just, I'm just gonna get to work. Because Jalen Hyatt saw it with Velas Jones. It's Jalen Wright's time now. So a healthy Jalen Wright. Because of his track speed, remember his track speed coming out of North Carolina, Jay Graham, former Tennessee running back and coach, recruited Jalen Wright. There's a few dudes on this team that, that's that's faster than Jalen Wright. I think he is going to have a monster year. Now, I got me some love for, 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 for Dylan Sampson, D-Samp. Got love for D-Samp, man. Love his game. Love Jabari Small. Love his game, too. But that Clemson game, Jalen Wright was a difference at running back. We didn't run the ball well in the first half, but when we had success running the football in the second half, it was Jalen Wright. I think he's going to have a big year. So he's my third. I like that. I, I consider Jalen Wright uh, as as well. Uh, kind of, I, I consider Jalen Wright, Amari Thomas, and... Um, Danico Slaughter uh, f- for that third spot. I I think all those guys just just fit the 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 natural playmaking ability that could provide some some fireworks. You've seen them do so in, in the past. I mentioned 
uh, Slaughter and, and his plays at the end of last season. Uh, we've seen Amari Thomas uh, blow up a play in, in the middle of the, the scrum and, and force a fumble. We saw that against Florida, getting in the backfield in, in a hurry and, and forcing some havoc and enforcing some turnovers. Uh, Dylan Sampson and Jalen Ryder are both home run hitters uh, and I think are, are poised for, for big seasons. Uh, I really like where Tennessee's running back room is, is at, quite frankly. I, I know it doesn't have the 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 big time Jabari Davis or Travis Stevens or, or Travis Henry, but I, I really think that by committee, they can be one of the better running back rooms in, in the SEC and in the country because there is a nice amount of talent in there even if there's not, there's not that one go-to back. And I don't know that you need to have a, a go-to back in this offense, quite frankly. Uh, before we move on and, and get out of here, curious your thoughts on Danico Slaughter and best fit, because I, I kind of have the, the same thought that Justin brought up, and I wonder where his home will be. Are, are, are you someone that wants to see him stick at corner, or would you like to see him move back to – to safety, I think we're going to see him stick at corner with Jalen McCullough being back, and uh, I think Wesley Walker should be starting every single game. I, I think those two are, are your safeties. Uh, T-Mac, Tamara, McDonald should be your nickel. Uh, and then I, I think Slaughter should be one of your two starting corners. It, it's just weird. Maybe I need to change my perspective, and maybe my perspective is off because he, he kind of just got moved to corner recently in his career. But he just doesn't look like a typical corner out there. Again, maybe I need to change my perspective. No, but no. I, maybe I just pigeonholed him into being a safety or a nickelback instead. So, Danico Slaughter is a dog, first and foremost. He's a hitter. He's a headhunter. But he also has been gifted with, with really good feet. And his ideal position I don't think was corner coming into Tennessee and the beginning of his Tennessee career and he had to get used to playing corner because he's one of the better guys on the squad playing corner he's needed more corner and actually can play it than safety or another position nickel something like that and so he was playing corner for the first time in college last year had a big play against Kentucky. He had an interception. And then he forced the interception. And then he had some bad moments. That's part of it. Emmanuel Mosley, who's playing in the NFL right now, had his moments. Justin Coleman had his moments at Tennessee. You play corner at Tennessee and you play early, most guys, unless you're Eric Berry or somebody, you're going to have moments where you get beat. It's part of it. And so Danico Slaughter had his moments. Was playing hurt. I remember he was playing hurt uh, late in the season. I want to say it was an ankle. He twisted his ankle. I like the, the Nico Slaughter mention. I do. I just, I feel more comfortable going with guys that have been playing their positions longer. Like, I feel more comfortable going with Jalen Wright because this, this is his third season playing running back. I feel more comfortable going with Aaron Beasley because he's playing linebacker uh, for multiple years. And, and, and Dante Thornton has been a receiver multiple years. And, and he's an NFL guy. Said by many. So I just feel more comfortable with my three than adding Danico Slaughter, but like Danico Slaughter would be the next tier for sure. All right, let's go to the phones. Good morning. Uh, yeah, yeah. Good morning, man. How you doing? What's up? What's up? 
That sounds like Vol Nation. Yes, sir. <laughs> Vol Nation is back in the building, y'all. Man, so excited to see you guys back on the air. <laughs> Let's go, Vol Nation. Let's yeah, go. the hype train is in full effect, baby. Let's go, Vol Nation. <laughs> yes, sir, man. So excited, man. I mean, the hype train was busting out the seams last year, man. Uh, everybody on the hype train now, man. Uh, they they see what I've been talking about for the past few years and was building something. And man, hype hype was just turning this thing around. So just just jack right now. I love calling into the local star stations now. I mean, Clemson, they don't even know what to do with me now. They they just how you doing, Vol Nation? You know. So I start talking about football. They sound all down and pitiful and stuff like that. You know. I mentioned the game. They changed the subject. You know they don't want to talk about it. What well, they, <laughs> they, well, they, they change the subject to? Baseball. Oh man, they, they talk about everything. They they talking about NFL. Uh, ask how I'm doing. I'm like, wait a minute. We were just talking about you know. I was like, what's going on here? You know, is, aren't you a Titan fan? I'm like, look, dude, we talking about the laws right now. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So, but it, it's all good, man. So I'm, I'm jacked. I'm listening to y'all's topics, man. Y'all are y'all are doing a great job, man. So good to see or hear you and being back on the radio together, man. I've been uh, doing a lot. We just had a grandbaby, so uh, I got two grandbabies now, man. So life is moving forward. Uh, grandbaby girl and a grandbaby boy. So uh, life has been busy for me. Uh, but trying to switch back over into football mode now. Um, a couple of people that I was looking at this year possibly, you know, breaking out. Uh, you named one of them. I, I thought Jalen Wright. I, I truly believe uh, Dylan Sampson is going to do something special this year. Mm. I, I I think he's got the potential. You know, he's going to be a sophomore. Last year, he busted. He's got speed. He's got vision. Uh, he, he, I mean, the boy can do it all. He can catch out the backfield. He's special. I think Jalen Wright, once again, he's going to be the be the main, in a sense, quote unquote starter. I guess, or whatever you want to call it. But I think Dylan Sampson, you're going to see a lot of him, and I think you're going to see him do some explosive things on that football field. I think you're going to see him break out in his sophomore season and be that next dude that they can put the ball in his hand and he's going to be dangerous. That That's one of my picks. Another one, I believe that, you know, we, we talk about Dante Thornton, we talk about everybody else, and we mentioned this guy, but it's like he's an after. We even got him on the bench now. That's Squirrel White. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think Squirrel White's going to be utilized in a lot of different ways, and I think he's going to be something that's going to, or someone that's going to explode on the team. He's going to be very dangerous. But can you imagine the speed on the football field if you got Squirrel White and Dante Thornton on the field at the same time? That's 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 a lot of speed. That's going to put a lot of pressure on the defense. I'm excited to see what Heifel does. I hope he does go four wide. It's going to be awesome. And the last one that is a, I think is a true well, is a true freshman. But if he's healthy, which I believe he will be, and he recovers from that collarbone, I think he's going to be special day one. And that is Ethan Davis. Hmm. I think Ethan Davis is going to walk on the football field, and he's going to be a grown man, and he's going to go out there. And they're going to be like, who is this kid here? Because if he's in that playbook and he understands his role, he's going to be that pass-catching tight end. Not that we don't have a senior that can go out there and understand the system. This dude is special. This dude is special. I can't wait to see him go out on the football. You're freshman, straight freshman, coming out there on the football field, doing big things. And uh, like I said, the big thing for him is just recovering from that injury, making sure he's healthy, getting into that playbook. And I think they're going to say this kid's special enough to where if he's in the playbook, 
We're going to make sure that he's in the system and he's going to be that dude that's going to be coming across the middle, stretching some of these linebackers down. They're not going to be able to keep up with him. He's going to out physical most of them anyway. I think he's going to be a resource, especially probably toward maybe the middle to the end of part of the year where he's got his feet on his ear. Because once these kids go through five, six games, they're, no, they're not freshmen anymore. <laughs> you know, especially if they've had some playing time. That's right. You know, and, and so it's going to be interesting to see the dynamic of now that we have a full roster, you know, we're not short, you know, say so we got a full roster uh, and seeing uh, some of these other cats go on the field and play and things that nature having some depth. Uh, and once again, as long as we can stay healthy, I believe there's not a team out there we can't beat. I don't care if Georgia lines up or not. Because they got a lot of change over there. When you have to change the offensive coordinator, you got quarterback, you got all these things going on. All right, it's not going to be the same. Now, we are getting them at the latter part of the season, you know, saying they're still Georgia. They still got five stars. But I looked at last year's game, and we were on the road. We lost by a few points. And if we had connected on a couple of passes that were just off, we would win a football game. It's very possible. Now, of course, Georgia could have, change their strategy or whatever, but they're playing on the same football field we were, you know? And so now we got them at home. We got an opportunity. And then Bama on the road is going to be tough. But really, I'm not scared of Bama. I think we can compete with Alabama as well. You know what I'm saying? It really depends on Joe Milton. It depends on the play calling that Josh Heupel uh, puts in and the system as far as getting those guys in position to play. Because we got to do this. We got speed. We got talent. You know, now it's about the secondary, man. By the secondary stepping up and playing some football to help us out. And I realize they're playing a lot more plays on that side of football than than normal. You know what I'm saying? So you have to kind of put that into perspective. But still, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If we can play better on that side of football, just a little bit better, you know what I'm saying? Then I believe that we can have another special season. I mean, I, I'm looking at a 9-3, 10-2 season, but I, I can see where we can be 11-1. and one. I see where we can be undefeated. I mean, anything's possible in this league. And we're getting to a point now where these guys are bought in and they believe in the system. You can see it. The culture has changed. You can see that in recruiting. Guys come here and they're like, man, this, this is the fun school. But they're also sitting here saying, hey, they're doing something special here and I want to be a part of it. Boo Carter, or is that his name? His last name, Boo? <laughs> yep. Boo. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That dude right there, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? People like that are coming. Dogs are coming because they realize the culture. They realize, you know, what our passion and our vision is to go out there and win championships. And they want to be a part of bringing Tennessee back to his, not just to his glory. They, they want to take it to a whole new level in this new era. And so, anyway, I'm excited, man. Those are my three. I want to see Dylan Sampson. Not, not the general, general actual baller. I want to see Dylan Sampson do his thing. I believe he's going to do that. Ethan Davis. And I believe Squirrel Weiss will do some special things this year as well. All right. Dante is going to be an absolute beast. He's going to probably be uncoverable, but I see Squirrel doing some big things. Okay. All right. All right. Vault. Yeah, man. My man, Vault Nation. Pre- it's good to hear from you, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate Thank you guys. Thank you for sharing. Talk to y'all soon. Uh-huh. I agree with everything Vault Nation said except for his description of what happened in Georgia game. Ben, you was on the sideline. Uh, you saw what I saw. Um... Well, we don't have to bring up old stuff. Okay? No, no, I just I, we gotta be fair. Uh, we 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 gotta be fair. We gotta be accurate. We, we can't we can't just look at that game and just play. Like, oh yeah, well, I mean, if, no, that we got dominated. 
that score would have been worse. It could have been worse. It, been, it was it was a whole lot worse in person than it was on the scoreboard. So I say that to say use his motivation, but that game had some moments early where like it came down to two or three plays and the game could have been closer. But man, I thought we got bailed out of that safety. I thought Georgia just started running the football after being up. They could have continued to pass the ball because they were successful doing that. I thought it could have been a whole lot uglier. And that's just being fair to Georgia. I got to be fair. Last thing we need is another VFL creating bulletin board material for Georgia. All right. Well, that's your coworker. Keep him in check. I mean, it is, it is what it is. I mean, y'all go back to back on gotta, a day-to-day basis. I got, I got, I got to call a spade a spade, man. So y'all go back to back like Derek Mason and Butch Jones. Boy, stop. Boy, you need to stop. Um. All right, text box. Bulldog Brian, happy fourth, fellas. Happy fourth. Virginia Vaughn, happy Independence Day, guys. Perfect way to start a holiday. Bulldog Bryant, food, fireworks, sports, equals America. America. Also, Ben, see your vet for some anxiety meds for your dog for the fireworks. Need to. They'll give you some. He he is... I got some He's CBD. I got some CBD chews over here, man. No, I, we we got him some anxiety chews or whatever. Um, November eighteenth is shaping up to be the SC East game of the season. Can't wait for my first time in, in kneeling. So that's Bulldog Brian. Oh, Bulldog Brian coming to Knoxville. Don't be coming up here and barking, Bulldog Brian. You are favorite. Non Tennessee listener, but we don't bark in Knoxville. Bulldog Ryan, I'm just joking. Uh, Nila Mafia, Nila Mafia says, Happy Fourth, guys. His three is Wesley Walker, Amari Thomas, and Ramel Keaton. Notorious Nick, Amari Thomas, Dante Thornton, Dylan Sampson, Will, Joe Milton, Brew McCoy, and Beasley. So, thank you for sharing. All right, Ben. Uh, last note. Big time interior offensive lineman, uh, William Satter White, is going to announce his commitment on Friday between Tennessee and Clemson. We'll see what happens there. Um, Tennessee got a big time recruiting commit we did not mention so far but we need to mention for those that do not know but I don't know why you would not know especially I'm, I can't believe the receiver took an hour and a half to, to bring up Braylon Staley I mean hey we, we, we're trying to be on topic man trying to be on topic but uh, Braylon Staley the four star player from Aiken South Carolina committed 
um, last week. So I'm looking for some more commitments on the way. So keep your eyes open. Yes, keep 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 your eyes open. A couple of Tennessee targets uh, announcing this week. Uh, Elijah Rushing, the the five star edge rusher, uh, is announcing at some point this week. I, I'm sorry, I, I don't have the dates uh, in front of me. I just know that he's announcing this week uh, on two four seven Sports dot com uh, on our YouTube page, if I am not mistaken, and he is announcing. Let's see what the profile says on July 6th. So on Thursday, Elijah Rushing, five-star edge rusher from Tucson, Arizona, uh, number eight overall. Uh, a lot of Oregon buzz there, but I, I think Tennessee is still swinging, and maybe they can can pull off a, a haymaker like their Michael B. Jordan. Uh, William Satterwhite, you mentioned him. That That's a Tennessee-Clemson battle. I I think I would lean Tennessee at this point, but, but again, I, I think that one's probably going to go down to uh, the wire. Uh, another one is is Ronan O'Connell. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's interesting is William White or Satterwhite is a Tennessee Clemson battle, and so is Ronan O'Connell, uh, who is actually from Franklin, Tennessee. Uh, if I had to bet, I think Tennessee lands one of the two, and I I feel more comfortable with Tennessee landing William Satterwhite than Ronan O'Connell. So uh, something to to keep an eye on. Uh, O'Connell is announcing today, uh, as a matter of fact, here on. Uh, July 4th. I, I think you're really going to see things pick up for Tennessee middle of the month, poss- possibly late of the month. That's when guys like Edwin Spillman, uh, Mike Matthews, uh, Amari Jefferson, uh, and others uh, could potentially announce. No, nothing set in stone. Braylon Russell, the running back from Arkansas that we talked about last week, mm-hmm. he is announcing on his birthday on the 14th. I think Tennessee's in, in a real good position there, just like Jennifer Morris can put you in a real good position. If you're not named Bryce Harper uh, to find you a home in the Knoxville area. So if you are in the Knoxville area and looking for a new home, I do encourage you to reach out to Jennifer Morris of Keller Williams Realty. So Swain, it's going to be a busy month for football recruiting. I also want to throw in some baseball notes real quick before we get out of here. Uh, Speaking of Clemson, uh, Clemson transfer Billy Amick. I wouldn't be surprised to see him make a decision here very, very soon. Uh, He is somebody who, can play third base, can play first base, can can catch. Uh, but Tennessee wants his bat. He, he's a kid that hit over 400, uh, had 13 yeah. home runs, and he didn't start the entire season. So uh, there, there's more pop in that bat as as well. The 13 homers probably don't do do his power uh, justice. But uh, he he went on to it's it's a pretty interesting story. He 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 was on a on the bench uh, middle of March and comes off the bench and hits a a walk-off grand slam uh, against a non-conference opponent and then goes on to to be a starter the rest of the season and hits 413 with 13 homers and like 60-something RBIs and earns All-American honors from Collegiate Baseball, first-team All-ACC. So he's been in the portal, been one of the biggest names in the portal. I know Tennessee fans are familiar with that name because Tennessee just played Clemson in the Clemson Regional. Uh, South Carolina has been a major player there. Uh, Florida, North Carolina, Texas A&M. Uh, he was in Knoxville late last week for a visit, and I believe that visit went really, really well. And I think Tennessee is in as good of a spot as they could be for Billy Amick, and, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him make a decision here soon. Uh, and, and then another name to keep an eye on, I believe, is is Dalton Bargo, 
He's a, a catcher uh, from Missouri, and I, oh. I think he's somebody that, that Tennessee would would be interested in taking. He He's up in uh, Kingsport right now in East Tennessee playing in the Appy League, and he was able to make it down for a visit uh, last week, a single-day visit, and I, I believe he enjoyed his time. He's from Omaha, funny enough, uh, and has a ton of pop in the bat and uh, – took Chase Burns deep back when Tennessee was swept by Missouri uh, in, in the middle of March. So Tennessee's doing doing some work in the portal under Tony Vitello. has already been a great portal class. They picked up Ryan Galaney since we last spoke, the Wofford transfer who has a ton of power in his bat. Uh, and to be quite honest, as exciting of a pickup as that is, on the other hand, as each day goes by, I'm less and less confident that he will make it to campus uh, because he's tearing up the Cape Cod League, which is – the premier college baseball summer league. And uh, a lot of guys go there during the summer to improve their draft stock uh, because it goes into the draft um, that the season at the Cape Cod does. And, and he's been absolutely on fire up there. And again, just has a ton of power in the bat. So a big, big pickup for Tennessee, especially if he can make it to campus, but that's one that they're going to be nervous about. But if, if they can, if they can land Billy Amick, the Clemson transfer, which again, I think Tennessee is in a really, really good spot for him i think that would be a a more than adequate consolation prize and uh if if the baseball gods work in their favor and they end up with ryan galaney and billy amick and cannon peebles that that, that's some serious firepower to 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 join blake burke and and christian moore and dylan dryling and kavar's tears and hunter insley uh, maybe Zane Denton comes back as as well. The, that that offense is is going to be something next why, year. Why do we see tears more? Too many guys in front of him. Um, Christian Who? Scott. Okay. You're not going to take Christian Scott's defense uh, out of right field. Uh, and Scott didn't end the season all that well uh, at the plate. But you're just not going to take him out of the the lineup because of what he provides uh, defensively. Uh, Hunter Insley. Uh, he's not coming out of center field. Uh, and Kavar's tears is is more of a right fielder than a center fielder, uh, and then obviously Jared Dickey, you, you're not moving him out of left field, and you're not moving Griffin Merritt out of the DH spot. So okay. that that's why Dryling and and Tears did not get as many uh, at bats as I think all of us would have liked to see. But if if those two Dryling and uh, Kavar's tears, and I'll give an, another name for you, Reese Chapman, uh, who was viewed even more favorably coming out of high school than Dryling in tears. He's somebody that Tennessee thought that major league organizations did not scout properly and, and overlooked him and thought that he should have been drafted and signed out of high school last year. If those three can have big off seasons this off season, then they're, they're going to explode next season, especially Dryling and, and tears. Like those are two names that, people outside of Knoxville aren't talking about but need to be talking about. Wow. Little job with information on the fourth. If you are a big fan of Yeti and their line of products, this is a promotion you don't want to miss right now from Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. It's time to replace those necessary uh, home systems. So right now, when you purchase a new Select HVAC system. Hiller's going to give you a free set of trailhead camping chairs. Also, their Yeti Panga, a Panga 28 liter 
waterproof backpack, a Yeti Tundra 75, the bit cooler, and two Yeti tumblers for free. So I'm counting four different things. A chair set, backpack, waterproof backpack, cooler, the Tundra 75, and then two Yeti tumblers for free. That is amazing. Right now at Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical, get special freebies on Yeti products with every new whole home generator or tankless water heater purchase. More details, visit happyhiller.com. Hiller's work is backed by their happy you'll be or service is free guarantee. You can't beat that at all. Happy 4th of July, everyone. Thank you for making this point event part of your morning. We will be back on Thursday for Ben McKee of Go Balls 247. I'm Jason Swain. Swain event fueled by Daddy and Barbecue. Peace and much love. We are out. <laughs>